0: This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. It is not easy spending four years away from family. But for clarinetist Jason Marquez, those years were anything but for naught. He has recently completed his bachelor's degree at Andrews University in Michigan and is set to continue his studies in Texas. In the meantime, Jason is home bringing with him a Balikbayan box of music for the homecoming concert, Walking Tall, hosted by Manila Piano's Artist Series. He has also very generously set aside some music, specially for DZFE. On today's program, we shall listen to Jason Marquez's studio recordings, alongside our interview, during which he shares the lessons he takes home from Michigan, his plans for the future, and more. First off, here is the prelude, From a transcription of Johann Sebastian Bach's Cello Suite No. 1 in G major, BWV 1007. Welcome our guest, clarinetist Jason Marquez. morning thank you for joining us on Good. maestro filipino so how did you start out as a clarinetist
1: first of all i am from cavite so i was i think five years old i said that i wanted to play the flute Told my parents because my uncle played the flute so mm. five years old i started on the recorder few years later i think around eight i switched to flute because i was big enough to hold the flute at that point well i mean so, at
0: this point it's a miracle you haven't switched to bass clarinet
1: yeah. yet. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i played flute for a few years and then for some reason the just flute lessons weren't working out well for me my age mm. and my mom out of the blue just suggested like hey why don't you try the clarinet we'll find mm. a teacher and blah 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 so and from that on, like, I was 12 years old, and I started the clarinet, and it just came easily to me. And oh. I just, I had so much fun,
0: and now I'm still playing the clarinet. You seem to still be having fun. I, yes. I mean, you finished school with it. <laughs> right, so you said that around 11 or 12, you started taking more serious lessons. Uh, what was that like under whose leadership?
1: My first teacher, I remember, was Eric Hayag. He's from Imas Cavite, so we mm-hmm. would often go have lessons at his house, and then later on, I switched to another teacher. Uh, we would often go to Silang. He's from Georgia, as in Georgia, Europe. Wow. So he was here studying, hmm. doing his doctorate or something, and we found out about him, and we decided to have a lesson with him, and it went on for a while. Then later on, I had to study to Manila because of the K-12 program. Oh, right, right and There right. was no music strand or whatever yeah, in Cavite, yeah. so I had to go to St. Paul's. Manila. Mm. That's where I met Sir Ariel Santana and Sir Felicito Sagdalan, and mm. I took lessons from them.
0: One really appreciates your parents' support. Yes, uh, of course. Them to study yeah, the
1: especially point. like my, both my parents, just the driving, especially. Yeah. It takes okay. a lot of time. Yeah. From Noveletta to Ceylon is about one and a half hour or something, and I just mm. appreciate that they do that for me and for my sister as well.
0: Uh, I just want to ask about that flute playing uncle. Was he a band musician?
1: No, he was not. He was a. S- just a solo musician I think Mm. he started out young as well right he didn't do music as undergrad he did something else Mm. but eventually he did his master's later on
0: at what point did you decide that you wanted to pursue music as a career
1: I don't remember exactly when but I do remember being at the dining table it was a Sunday morning and I remember asking my parents is it possible to have a college degree in music and they were like yeah I was like, I didn't know that. Mm. So after that, I fully decided, okay, this is what I wanted to do.
0: How old were you then? Uh,
1: 12, 14, something like that.
0: And now you just came back after your years years in Michigan. So uh, why did you decide to study in Andrews?
1: I think it was my junior year, or junior year, 11th grade, as you (laughs) would say here (laughs) in the Philippines. Uh, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) my junior year of high school, when I was very serious, just practicing and all that Mm. stuff. I think my initial plan was just go to USD because that's where everybody goes as mm-hmm. a wind player anyway. Mm-hmm. But then my teacher at that time, Sir Santana, he's the principal clarinet of the PPO. He basically told me just go somewhere else, don't mm-hmm. stay here. I think you'll learn a lot more stuff over there, mm-hmm. and that's where I decided and I started looking out for schools. And I remember hearing about andrews university when i was in third grade their university orchestra went here they played beethoven 9 at the Mm -hmm. then film life Mm -hmm. theater and so i looked them up and seemed pretty interesting they offered a scholarship so Mm -hmm. i auditioned and i got the full ride so Mm -hmm. at that point i was like okay we're doing this so we're going abroad great and yeah i'm very grateful with my four-year stay there at Andrews. Uh, It's a small department, 50 people, Mm -hmm. 50 students plus faculty, but that means I get all the attention, all my (laughs) lessons, which is super, super
0: nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Were there a lot of other immigrant musicians there? Yeah, so uh, there's
1: quite a few. In fact, Andrews is the most diverse university in
0: the U.S. Sir, Ariel did say you will learn a lot. So what maybe are the most important things that you learned there, maybe some of the stuff that you've brought home and you think are the most influential for you.
1: I've learned a lot of things about myself, like the things that I liked and just having lessons over there and seeing what the teachers do, like it kind of made me decide what I liked doing. Mm. And so I remember winning the Young Artist Competition my freshman year and I get to play with the orchestra, but for some reason I enjoyed it, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what's up with this issue? Like, yeah. why did I not enjoy it as much? And then mm-hmm. that made me think that, well, maybe I like you know, intimate recitals instead of playing in front of a big orchestra. So mm-hmm. that's something I learned about myself. It's like, yeah, I enjoyed more intimate settings, and mm-hmm. I get to customize the concert, get mm-hmm. to connect with the audience more instead of sitting in the back. Right. Uh, another thing I learned that I liked is playing in a wind symphony. I was concertmaster at the Andrews University Wind Symphony over there. And for some reason, I loved wind band repertoire Mm. more than orchestra. So that's something that I really, really love. And of course, uh, another thing is chamber music, of course. Mm. With the right people, it it can make (laughs) or break a chamber group. And I just had a great experience over there. Mm. So there's that. Life lessons in general, just coming in to Andrews, I was pretty hard on myself. Especially since, like, okay, I want to make a good impression. I want to be the best of the best. And so I have to work hard and blah, blah, blah. Young musician. Yes, of course. (laughs) Asian musician, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember after my first lesson at Andrews, I was practicing like crazy. Like, I want to perfect a piece by, like, the end of the week. And it was just not happening for me. I forget what happened, but my teacher introduced some sort of technique that Mm -hmm. I was doing wrong. And I was trying to correct it. I told myself, okay, I'm going to correct this in a week, and it's going to be fine, and it didn't happen yeah, some reason. So that's when I was like, okay, so what is wrong with me? Uh, Like, what do I do? (laughs) How do I deal with this? And so I've had a few conversations with my teacher at that time, and at that point he told me, like, sometimes it's just not going to click right away, and you just have to keep doing it, even though you don't feel like you're making progress or not. Mm -hmm. And that's something that really stuck with me up Mm -hmm. to now. So... It's very profound. I, yeah. I love
0: it. Yeah, that's an interesting lo- life lesson, as you say. Yeah. because uh, I've heard other teachers insist that the students should get the thing, they should learn the thing w- within a certain period. Yeah, of and, course. And like your teacher, who gave you basically a lifetime yeah. to, to, <laughs> to learn that technique. Yeah. That's interesting. So any memorable teachers?
1: I have two that I yeah. really love and respect. Uh, mm-hmm. First, my clarinet teacher, Jason Russell, mm-hmm. So he's just amazing. I have a bunch of stories about him, but... I would remember during COVID, Mm. like we would have Zoom lessons and whatnot. Mm. And it was a sad time. Mm. I did not like Zoom lessons at all, but he Mm. made it tolerable and even enjoyable. So that's one thing I enjoyed. And I remember, I think it was my sophomore year when we had those Zoom lessons. And for some reason, he was trying to fit in my schedule with his. And the time that we decided on was 8 p.m., had a Wednesday night, I believe. And it was just terrible time, I think. <laughs> yeah. But he was a super fun teacher. I learned mm. a lot from him. Even when we were doing Zoom lessons. Mm. In fact, like those lessons would last until like ten thirty, ten forty five in the evening, just because like we were both having so much fun. Yeah. I believe that he was underpaid just because he spent so <laughs> much time with me. And uh-huh. I truly appreciate that with him. And another thing that I would say is something that was life changing for me was he introduced me to contemporary music or avant-garde music the stuff that I just played you've heard a lot of yeah (laughs) it happened my very first lesson with him Mm -hmm. so we were like talking blah 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 introducing ourselves trying to get the first lesson through and then and then he told me the pieces that I was going to play and he suggested like the Ludoslavsky dance preludes which I've never heard of before yeah these (gasps) eastern
0: European names
1: yes (laughs) and so I I was like okay let's do that and in fact, that week, I also had a listening journal assignment of that piece. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it. I was like,
0: what is this?
1: <laughs> I'm supposed to do this now? <laughs> and then I ordered the music. And I was like, I don't know how to feel. I mm. do not like the piece. Mm-hmm. I kept it open in mind. But then I saw the music. And I was like, what is mm-hmm. happening? Like, two different time signatures happening at the same time. What is the tonality? Yeah. What is the key? There's no key yeah. Not existent." So yeah. I was like, okay. I'm going to work on this now. And mm. I'm going to be honest, like I did not like it at all. The longer the semester lasted, I got to work on it with the mm. pianist and it just sort of came together and it just, I started having fun. Mm. And so, yeah, it was pretty life changing. And from there, it went downhill, just to get more. <laughs> less and less tonal. Longer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I believe that there's a lot of value with mm. those kinds of music. I don't think that music is supposed to be always beautiful yeah yeah because life is not always beautiful
2: Mm, interesting so interesting
1: yeah i think that kind of music is important even though it's it's sometimes or most of the time it is hard to listen to but Mm. takes work yeah and once you get to like a certain level where you understand the piece like you just hear there's so much depth into it Mm. that otherwise you wouldn't hear at a first glance
0: Clarinetist Jason Marquez in the "Homage a Richard Strauss," written by Belakovac. We continue with our interview.
1: Another teacher that really inspired me is Dr. Byron Graves. He was my academic advisor, so mm-hmm. that we would often like schedule my classes for the semester and blah blah blah. And he was just so organized, <laughs> which I I love about him. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's that, and just he was also my wind symphony director, Mm -hmm. and his rehearsals were amazing. They were very efficient and Mm -hmm. super, super fun. I remember towards the end of my first semester of sophomore year, I asked him, hey, can I take conducting lessons with you? And he was like, yeah, go ahead, let's do it next semester. So I started second semester of sophomore year. We took conducting lessons, and it lasted for five semesters. (laughs) And and my conducting lessons were just just super fun. Mm -hmm. And I also got to have rehearsal time with the wind symphony and perform with them as well conduct and it was an uphill battle i would say it was something that i was not good at at all Mm -hmm. compared to clarinet at least i was just starting that was my Mm -hmm. first time conducting ever so
0: but it was something you enjoyed nonetheless it took i mean i
1: enjoy watching other people do it Ah. once i got there (laughs) my my introvert self was just like oh
0: Good heavens. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's
1: like a bunch of people looking (laughs) at me and they're going to (laughs) surprise. So it took a while to develop my. I mean, the conducting, of course, like Hmm. the stick technique and whatnot. That's a given. We've worked on that for like a while. But what was really challenging for me was the rehearsal technique especially Mm. like how do you make these people follow you right how do you teach them in a way that's efficient Mm -hmm. but also directed a point Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i struggled with especially it was during covid when i started lessons we were wearing masks and dr Gray's would often tell me jason you need to speak louder and it went on for like two, three semesters of just that. And I was just
0: like, okay, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> a hard lesson to learn. Yeah, it? it is.
1: And especially like there's a, like what 50 people in front yeah. of you. And it was just for an introvert, it's really hard to do that. <laughs> yeah. But I think I got over it over time. I think I mm-hmm. got a little better towards the end of my stay. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think the group loved me after that.
0: <laughs> I just
1: keep thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so will we be seeing you conduct in the future?
1: I don't have any engagements
0: at this point, but, but, but do you think that's I, something you would? I, I yeah,
1: I would definitely love mm. to do some conducting. Yeah, right it's a fun thing to
0: do. Yeah, and uh, now you've come home. When did you come home?
1: I think about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, welcome home. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and just around the corner is your concert for Manila Pianos Artist series, called. Walking Tall. So uh, whose idea was this?
1: Oh, so the title was an idea by Sir Richard mm-hmm. Fakunda. I didn't really know that he was going to title the concert. And I saw them. I was like, oh, that's a title. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. But I think it, it did make sense yeah. the longer I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you have this very interesting choice. And I think mm-hmm. it, it speaks for the concert as well. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I think I remember texting my former teacher, uh, Sir Arielle, I told him that I'll be coming home for the Mm -hmm. summer. And so he was like, okay, why don't you do a recital at Melo Pianos? And then after that, I got in touch with Sir Richard, Mm -hmm. and then we're doing the recital this Saturday.
0: Uh, I think Sir Richard probably had an easy time lining up the music with you because you love avant-garde music. Yeah. Uh, he's doing his best to record unrecorded pieces mm. uh, at Manila Piano. So tell us about the works he'll be performing.
1: The repertoire that I'm doing is one-fourth my junior recital one half my senior recital. That's some hard math there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then one fourth is from my chamber music class that I'll be Mm. doing. So I'll be opening up the program with Kovach. It's Jewish title uh, (laughs) or Hebrew title. (laughs) I shall not butcher the name, but it's a klezmer piece. So Mm. it comes from like the Yiddish tradition of clarinet playing, which is totally different from Mm. classical. Yeah, it's it's super fun. And then afterwards, I'll be playing cookbook, by Kenji Bunch. Mm-hmm. So this is a Philippine premiere, I believe, and it's a super fun piece. I learned about it from my listening journals that I do with my teacher. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about Kenji Bunch is he's a violist composer, and his sound is described as neo-American, or that's how people would describe him. And mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but it, <laughs> made, it makes sense when I listen and play the piece. And so the title is cookbook, mm-hmm. and there's like four movements just about food, And then afterwards, I'm doing a trio, clarinet, cello, piano, the Mm -hmm. Maczynski Fantasy Trio. Mm -hmm. And I decided to include chamber work just because I I love chamber music and I love (laughs) collaborating with the right people. And I'm super excited to play this piece. And you've already done your rehearsals. Yes, not with the cellist yet. We're doing that tonight. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I have done my first round of rehearsals yesterday. And it was Mm -hmm. super fun. And then I will be ending the program with Copland's Clarinet Concerto tough work (laughs) yeah i remember deciding how i would program my recital my senior recital at least because that's where i got the rep from and it was me thinking people are already doing enough of beethoven Mm -hmm. brahms all the romantic and classical Mm -hmm. composers sonatas so i was like how would i make this recital more fun and interesting so Mm -hmm. what i decided was picking music with Pop music influences, so interesting. Yeah, so there's the klezmer music, which comes from Yiddish tradition, but yeah. eventually, like, it would evolve in a way towards Broadway music. And if you listen to Broadway music, like, the chords are almost the same as like klezmer music. So really, interesting. And, and, and and if you think about it, like, most of the Broadway composers are they Jewish. They were Jewish, right? So right. yeah, so that transferred well. And mm. then there's cookbook with like jazz, bebop, mm. Latin influences. Mm. Machinsky is very jazz pop music as well and then there's copeland so the clarinet concerto he was composing it while he was at brazil and so there's a bunch of brazilian influences Mm -hmm. in that concerto and it was written for jazz clarinetist benny goodman so right right, right. it it sort of made sense so i was like okay this is going to be a super fun recital Mm -hmm. i don't think people will be bored i don't know (laughs) some people get bored so i I can't help it can't help it yeah of course (laughs) so i think deciding that this is for my audience Mm -hmm. And also for me, I want mm-hmm. to have fun myself, mm-hmm. resulted in this sort of program that is just... I didn't realize how hard the music was. was <laughs> like Oh, well, I'm committing to it now. Right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh,
0: now, uh, the pieces you played for us are not part of the, no. the recital, so thank you very much for that. So tell okay. us about these works.
1: So I start with the Bach cello mm-hmm. suites, of course, I... That is foreseeing the future that I shall have a bass clarinet at some point. <laughs> right. So that's why I decided to play that. And mm. then I did the Kovac homage to Strauss. So mm. these are actually like etudes or exercises, mm. but in the style of a composer. This specific one is in the style of Richard Strauss. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of other ones in the set. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece that I played is the Kaya Saryaho duft, which is very, very interesting. I It... Took me a while before I started liking it. I it
0: mean, was a lot cool. of effects.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think her style is, or her way of composing is called spectralism. Mm-hmm. So she, I, or this is my best way of explaining it at least, is like she makes music or she tells a story of music through timbres and sounds instead of like melody lines or whatever. So it's, it's an interesting piece. And I think... Once I started liking it, I could hear, like, the depth mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. composing. It's just, wow, this is amazing.
0: The title is also interesting. Yes. Duft. I mean, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, it means scent. It has three movements. Mm-hmm. First one is, they're all German titles, but I shall not <laughs> butcher them. The first one is pollen. So there's, like, the releasing pollen, of the right. of the spores or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And the second one is blossoming. And then the third movement is fleeting. I mean, she didn't provide any program notes at all, mm-hmm. uh, except for the fact that it was commissioned by somebody. But my own interpretation of that is like the progression of the movements from pollen to fleeting is like in life we go through changes mm-hmm. and it just goes like it blossoms or whatever. And then after it, fleeting, is, I think my interpretation of fleeting is just moving on to repeat the cycle again of just Mm -hmm. blossoming, pollen blossoming and then fleeting again. And it's just an endless cycle of just learning and
0: learning. It's very interesting, very interesting. (laughs) You'll be having a concert, then after that, what is next for Jason Marquez?
1: Well, I did my auditions for master's programs last January and I got a scholarship Mm -hmm. to go to the University of Texas at Austin. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the plan. given that the finances would come through. Mm-hmm. But I am super excited to be able to go to that program, especially. I have had a trial lesson and my audition, of course, with the teacher over there. And I've heard their reputation. Their band program is just amazing. Right. And they So have...
0: the band music still calls to you.
1: Yes. And especially at Texas, I think mm-hmm. they really care about it over there. Mm-hmm. and Their high school bands just sound like professionals. <laughs> so I'm excited to be there and study Hopefully study with Jonathan Gunn and then hopefully play with the Wind Ensemble, which is like their top tier group. They also have a contemporary music ensemble as well as an orchestra and an opera orchestra. So I think I'm going to be rotated all throughout. Maybe that's everything you want. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited (laughs) and especially like the caliber of musicians that are there. I just want to be a better clarinet player. I think that's the bottom line. Right. When I had my trial lesson with Professor Gunn, it was just a different aura. Compared to my former teacher, my, my former teacher is amazing too but mm-hmm. this one when I had my trial lesson, he was super honest like brutally honest but like mm-hmm. in a non hurtful way right right but it just made you be like, okay, I'm gonna do this mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do it right next time And I think that's what I appreciated about him. I remember him saying like, you know what clarinet comes really easy to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to the
1: point where you don't go into, like, the detail work that you're doing. I was like, ooh, that's some pretty honest stuff right there. Yeah.
0: And it's a good thing he saw that.
1: Yeah, and that's when I was like, yeah, this is the right teacher for me. I love somebody that's honest, and I think that will motivate me more to do the best. <laughs> ¶¶
0: That was clarinetist Jason Marquez in Duft or Scent by the recently late Kaya Sarriahu. Earlier, Marquez brought to us the prelude from Bach's Cello Suite No. 1 and Bela Kovac's Homage a Richard Strauss. Marquez brought even more 20th century music to Manila Piano's artist series in the recent homecoming concert, Walking Tall, where he gave the Philippine premiere of Kenji Bunch's cookbook Robert Machinsky's fantasy trio and James Cohn's arrangement of George Gershwin's I Got Rhythm. Collaborating with him were pianist Ding Dongfiel and cellist Job Polvoriza. You can also find more of Jason's recordings on Instagram at jason underscore clarinet. That's J-S-N underscore C-L-R-N-T. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music, in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel, and thank you for listening.